Acts chapter 27. The book of Acts chapter 27. The Apostle Paul was a, a prisoner in this particular uh, passage. He was a prisoner on a ship. And so we're going to see, and he was in prisoner for the sake of the gospel. And uh, so in uh, our last uh, Sunday message, we talked about God's response to the coronavirus. And we just looked at Psalm 91. In Psalm 91, uh, talking about he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him will I trust. It says as, the, as well there that he would give his angels charge over thee to keep you in all your ways that no plague would come nigh your dwelling. In other words, God would cover you and you would be under his covering and you would be protected. God will not only heal, but he will also preserve. So God preserves your life, keeps your life. And we see that that happens in the life of the Apostle Paul. He preserved him supernaturally when he was faced with hopeless situation uh, in this ship. And so we're going to begin our uh, reading today in the book of Acts chapter 27 and verse 9. And so in verse 9, it says, Now when much time was spent, and when the sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them. So here's Paul, who is a prisoner, but he admonishes them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only to the lading of the ship, but also of our lives. So Paul had this inner perception. <coughs> we call it an inward witness, an inner knowing. And so he had this inner witness that this voyage on the ship could cause great harm to the ship and even to their lives. And so before they were sailing, he gives them this warning. And so in this time and in this season, I would encourage you to listen to that inner witness. We certainly respect and honor those who are in authority. We honor our president, and our president has asked us to uh, not meet with more than 10 people at a time. And so, and also they've encouraged us, CDC, to have uh, social distancing. And, uh, but they also encourage us not to have social isolation. In other words, we're not separated spiritually uh, we can stay socially connected in the sense of we can connect any way we can through social media, uh, live streaming, and uh, we can communicate with one another. We don't want to be isolated from one another. We want to know that there are people in our lives, and everybody needs people. And it's everybody needs to be uh, uh, around people to some degree, like their family and friends and people that are close to them, the closest in their household. Uh, but I want to encourage you to stay connected with your friends in the body of Christ through social media and maintain a connection with the local church. Why? Because that's your anchor. That is a, a, your, your local church is an anchor. It's a place where you can keep uh, uh, steady and when the storm is raging, the boat is rocking, so to speak, and things are happening all around us. There is an anchor, the scripture says, for your soul that goes into the veil or into the presence of God. And the local church is a place 
that is solid, that it will stand through the storm. And the Holy Spirit wants you to stay anchored to the local church. He wants you to stay anchored to God and to the presence of God. He wants you to stay anchored to the Word of God and keep yourself stable in Christ and stable in the Word of God through this time of testing in our world today. So he said, in this time, you need to listen to God. In this season, when the storm may come or you're in the storm, uh, that you listen to the Holy Spirit and follow those inward promptings. Don't just listen to the authorities and pay attention to them, but listen to the authority of the Holy Spirit and the authority of the Word of God as well. All are important because God teaches us to respect and honor those who are in authority, but we need to honor the Word of God and honor the Holy Spirit when He is prompting us or He's speaking to us. So our first point today is listen to and follow the inward witness. Listen to Holy Spirit when He tells you not to do something or when He prompts you to do something. In this situation that we're in today, it's very important that you follow the Holy Spirit, follow His inner guidance, and listen. He will tell you what to do, when to do, how to do, with whom to do, and He'll tell you what not to do, when not to do, and who not to do it with. The Holy Spirit can tell you, the Holy Spirit can prompt you and warn you when necessary. So listen to Holy Spirit and that inner nudging, the inner witness, the inner knowing, and just follow it because it is for your good, it is for your protection, and it is for your blessing. And the Holy Spirit never speaks to you to promote fear. So you can tell when Holy Spirit is prompting you and when it's just your natural mind thinking that it shouldn't do this or should do this because uh, the Holy Spirit does not prompt you and tell you something to make you afraid. The Holy Spirit tells you something to do it in faith and confidence and assurance. But when Holy Spirit is speaking to you, you maintain a spirit of faith. If it's fearful thoughts, then of course you want to resist fear. Resist fear. Take natural precautions, but listen to Holy Spirit and His guidance. So Paul perceived that the voyage would be with hurt and much damage, not only to the lading of the ship, but also to our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. So they believed the owner and the master of the ship. Centurion being uh, the captain of those who were uh, soldiers who were taking care of the prisoners on the ship. So here he believed the owner and the master of the ship more than what Paul had said because in his mind, Paul has no experience, but this man has experience, so he's going with experience. Experience is not always your guide. Experience is a guide, but it's not always the guide. Holy Spirit knows what to do anytime, and he can know the future. He can know what's going on, and you can be protected by the Holy Spirit's guidance. And he says in verse, uh, verse 12, now, And because the haven was not commodious to winter in, uh, the more part advised, and so others were advising, to depart thence also, if by any means they might attain to Phoenix, and there to winter, which is an haven of Crete, and that lies toward the southwest and the northwest. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, loosing thence, they sailed 
close by Crete. But not long after these, uh, uh, there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Eurycliden. So this big storm arose, and they were now in the sea. And as a result, they're right in the middle of the storm. So today, pretty much, I'm going to talk about what to do in the middle of the storm. First, you listen to the Holy Spirit. Follow His guide. Know when He speaks to you. He gives you confidence in the face of fear. He gives you hope in the face of hopelessness. He gives you uh, a joy when you could easily become depressed or go on to the negative side in life. So in our world today, there's a lot of things going on, uh, and a lot of information is coming to you. And so it's important to stay spiritually built up, emotionally and mentally strong, and physically you want to stay strong as well and maintain a strong immune system. Fear breaks you down. Concern and care and worry and anxiety breaks you down. Physically as well as emotionally and spiritually. But faith in God and hearing the voice of God and staying in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Keeps you strong. Keeps you healthy. Spirit, soul, and body. Now pick it up in verse 20. And when neither sun or stars in many days appeared and no small tempests lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. So they didn't see the sun or the stars or the moon for many days. In other words, the clouds were so dark they couldn't see a thing. And here they are out in the uh, sea and they're being tossed and the rain is there and the, and the clouds are there. They're in darkness, total darkness, and they can't uh, see a thing. And all hope, it said, was gone that they would be saved. In other words, when you're having a storm such as we're having today, thank God we can have hope right in the middle of the storm. You can maintain your hope. And faith is a substance of things hoped for. In other words, there is an end to the storm. There's an other side of the storm. And you can maintain your hope and your faith and your confidence and your assurance that God is going to see you through, that you're going to get to the other side of the storm. And don't Look down, but look up, for your redemption draws nigh. God is for us. God is with us, and he'll never leave us right in the middle of the storm. And so just know that you can maintain hope, and you can maintain faith, and you can maintain joy in the middle of the storm. Let's go to verse 21. And after a long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not to have loosed from Crete, and to have gained this harm and loss. You should have listened. So Paul says, you should have listened, like most of us would say, I told you so. But thank God, uh, he did have a word from God. They didn't uh, listen to him the first time, but now he has another word from God, and he's going to encourage them still. In other words, even if you didn't make the right choice and the right step, God comes again in another way and gives you another word, helping you to find hope again and help again. And so they're in the middle of the storm, and the angel of God came to Paul and spoke to him and gave him guidance. And he said, now I exhort you to be of good cheer. In other words, in the middle of the storm, you got to cheer up. In the middle of the storm, you got to maintain the spirit of joy. 
Maintain the joy of the Lord. How do you maintain joy in the middle of the storm? Well, just know that God is for you. That'll help you maintain joy. What does it say in John 16, 33? It says, in the world, Jesus said this, in the world you shall have tribulation. He said, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. In other words, Jesus Christ has overcome the world, so therefore we are in Him. We're in Christ, and Christ is in us, and we're dwelling in that secret place. So we know that whatever and whoever, according to 1 John, whoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is a victory that overcomes the world, and whatever is going on in this world, whatever the devil is conjured up, and whatever is working in our world, both natural and supernatural, things that are happening in the world that we live in. Thank God we have faith in God. This is a victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. We're born of God and we overcome the world and we can win over this situation and we can get through the storm. And how do you get through the storm? You stay with the ship. You stay connected to the local church. You stay connected to God. You stay connected to the Word of God. You stay connected with one another. And in the body of Christ, it's a time to pull together. In the local church, it's a time to pull together. In the, in the kingdom of God, we must pull together. Nationally and internationally, we must pull together and believe God together. We must pray together. We must stand together. And if we stand together, we come through the storm. And we'll get to the other side as a city. We'll get to the other side of the storm. As a state, we'll get to the other side of the storm. As a nation, and we'll get to the other side of the storm in this world that we live in. Thank God. God's power will get us through. We can maintain hope, and we can maintain joy. And the joy of the Lord, Nehemiah 8 and 10 says, is our strength. In other words, we stay strong. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So maintain your strength, your energy spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. We believe God wants you to maintain joy so that you can maintain strength. And if you can maintain strength, you can get through the storm. And so they had been abstaining from eating after uh, abstinence, they, meaning they were fasting and they're not eating. So physically, uh, they are, are not strong. But God is giving them an encouraging word to cheer up. And he said, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. In other words, there may be some loss of natural things, but there will be no loss of life. So in the middle of the storm, we believe we're going to get through the storm. And I declare you will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. The spirit of faith will take you through. The joy of the Lord will take you through. And we want to be spiritually built up. And that's why it's important to continue to hear the voice of your shepherd, the voice of your pastor, even though you're not able to be in the room, you're 
in the room of the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will speak to you right there as you're hearing the Word. The Holy Spirit comes on you, and the anointing just wells up on the inside of you and comes on you in your house and gives you strength and gives you courage and gives you hope and gives you joy that you're going to make it through the storm. You may not know how God's going to do your miracle. You just know God will. Just know God will do it. That widow woman that I spoke of earlier in the offering time, I spoke about her. She didn't know how God was going to do her miracle. She just believed enough to act like the Bible was true or act like the word of the Lord was true. And she she acted on that word from the prophet Elijah and she did what he said do. And she received the word of the Lord before she did it and she acted on it and God performed his word for her. He did the miracle for her and God will do the miracle for you that you need. God is still in the miracle working business and he still has the recipe to do whatever miracle needs to be done for you and for me and God will make it happen in your life. So stay strong and stay focused on Jesus. Stay focused on the word and the promises of God and God will get us all through and we're going through together in the name of Jesus. Amen. So he said, I exhort you to be of good cheer, but there be no loss of life. He said, but of the ship, for there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am and whom I serve. So he's a servant of God. He's a prophet of God. He's a man of God. And the angel stood by him and spoke to him and spoke to him saying that there would be no loss of life. So you can be assured and have faith in God in this situation saying, fear not, Paul. For thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. In other words, all of those men that were sailing with him, they were prisoners on the ship. Who knows what uh, criminal act they had done. Paul's on the ship as a prisoner for preaching the gospel and, and bringing deliverance to people. And here, he's among a bunch of prisoners and soldiers. They're unregenerate, many of them, I'm sure. They don't know God, know, know Jesus, have a relationship with God, and yet God God gave them safety because God was preserving the life of Paul and he was there to preserve others as well. So we believe God is preserving our life, but we believe by the anointing of God, God is preserving lives around us as well. People that don't even know Jesus, we believe in this season they will come to know him. They'll reach out to God and they'll believe and trust God to do something supernatural for them as well. And you could be the one that really helps them to believe that or you could through social media encourage them to get online listen online you don't have to just tell Christians to do that tell some lost people to do that people that are in a hopeless situation they don't know where to turn they don't know to turn to God but you can tell them about the message that is coming up on social media or through a live stream and communication thank God you can give people hope you can reach out in whatever sphere of influence you have and you can let them know the word of the Lord is coming forward and the word of the Lord can bring deliverance to people's lives right in the middle of the storm they're thinking about reality they're thinking about life and they're thinking about death and they're thinking about what am I going to do but there is hope and you have a word in season and we have a word in season and the Holy Spirit is giving
given a word today that will encourage anybody if they have ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to them. And you can be a catalyst to make the difference in other people's lives so that they can come to be saved. They could come. They could hear the word that is coming forth and they could accept Jesus as the Lord of their life. Or backslider could be restored in fellowship with God. Or somebody could be healed supernaturally by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we believe the supernatural is happening and it can happen through these social media connections. We can connect with people and the power of God can be demonstrated in their lives. And here we hear a supernatural word right in the middle of the storm. So people need to hear a word from God in the middle of the storm. Amen. So in this case, he said there would be no loss of life. And in verse 25, first he says, don't fear, don't be afraid. That's a pretty good admonition when everything's going on around us. Fear not. Yes, you take natural precautions, but you can't live in fear. Refuse to fear. Don't let the spirit of fear grip your mind or grip your thoughts. Maintain a spirit of faith that God is for us, with us, and he's going to get us through this storm in Jesus' name. Next verse, verse 25. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. So he tells them again, cheer up. Cheer up. Get happy. Maintain joy in your life. Why would he have to keep saying it? Because it's easily ignored or easy to just get down and depressed or, 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 or look at the circumstances and say, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but we do know in whom we have believed. We don't know everything, but we do know God is on our side. And we need to agree with God and believe God. He said, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. So the apostle Paul said, I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. So whatever God says to you by the Holy Spirit, always let it make sure it aligns itself with the word of God. But if he says it by the Holy Spirit, an angel delivers it supernaturally, you get a word from God or We have a more sure word of God, a word of prophecy, it says in Peter, that is like God's word, the written word, the Holy Spirit inspires to your life. Thank God it's a more sure word of prophecy. Somebody in this season may prophesy something. It may not be accurate. It may not be totally 100% true, but there is a word for you. Hallelujah. It's in the Bible. It's in the word of God. And that word is a sure word of prophecy. You can go to bank with it. You can believe it. You can let it settle in your heart. You can know of assurance that God is true to his word. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you so that you may boldly say the Lord is my helper. So if God said he would never leave us nor forsake us so that we could boldly say the Lord is my helper, then I'm going to say the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. I know in whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he's able to keep what I've committed unto him against that day. If God said it, we can bank on it. We can put put our full weight on it. We can trust in it. We can rely on the Word of God. We can settle in. He that believes has entered into rest. So you can rest instead of stress. You can have peace instead of being anxious. You can have joy instead of living in a a, a point of depression. You can have hope instead of being hopeless. 
and looking on the negative side. There is an answer to every crisis. God is not taken by surprise. I said there is an answer to every crisis. And his word always has the answer. And if we'll look to the word of God in our time of crisis, God will help us and we'll have the faith to get through the storm. And it takes faith. That's why I said, he said, Wherefore, sirs, I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. But we can take the promises of God and say, wherefore, sirs, I believe, God, that it shall, be t- it shall be even as the word of God has told me. I believe that I will be safe in a time where there's disease all around us. Thank God. I believe I'm under the shadow of the Almighty. I believe that the Lord is my refuge. And I will say that the Lord is my refuge and my fortress and my God. And in Him will I trust. I say that the angels of the Lord encamp around about me and about you. And they keep us in all of our ways. And we say that no plague shall come near our dwelling. We take natural precautions but we also declare the truth of God's word and we say the angels are watching over us we say that the blood of Jesus is covering us that the blood of Jesus is on our spirit on our soul on our minds on our bodies on our house on our family on our children we say that the blood of Jesus is on this church the blood of Jesus is on word of life Christian center church family the body of Jesus Christ at word of life is covered in the blood of Jesus and we say The blood is over you today so you can be strong and know and have assurance and peace and faith in God that God will see us through and we're going to get to the other side of this storm. If Jesus could sleep in the back of the boat when the storm is raging and they said, Master, don't you care that we perish? He got up and he said, Peace be still. And the waves ceased and the wind ceased. I'm telling you, there is an end to the storm. There is an end to this storm. And in this particular case, they were in a 14-day storm. 14-day storm. Dark. The heavens were dark. The rains were falling. The waves were raging. And all hope was gone that their lives would be spared. But God, in the middle of it, gave them a word. Gave them encouragement and faith that they could get through the storm. If God will do it for Paul, he'll do it for me. If God will do it for Paul and those on that ship, God will do it for you. If we'll stay with the ship and stay with the local church and stay with the body of Christ and stand on the word of God and don't lose hope but maintain your hope and maintain faith in God maintain a spirit of faith a spirit of faith according to 2 Corinthians and chapter uh, 4 and verse 13 says we having the same spirit of faith we believe therefore have we spoken we also believe and therefore speak we believe in our heart the promises of God and the promises of God we've just quoted a few of them there are many promises of God concerning your protection your preservation your wholeness your soundness your healing and God is still the healing God and God is still your protector and your preserver of your life spirit soul and body your home your family there's promises that cover us and I'll tell you when you believe God's word and you speak it both 
holy. There's power in your speech. There's power in your spoken word because believing in your heart and speaking with your mouth is the way you got saved and it's the way you maintain your deliverance and your healing and your soundness and your preservation. The word salvation means healing, salvation, deliverance, soundness, preservation. It's everything you need. In other words, God has put in this word salvation everything that is available to you through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's a finished work. It is a work that has already been done and it is an accomplished reality. Redemption will never change. This world changes. Circumstances change. Hell may cough up something but heaven has a rain that will fall on us and it will it will squelch the violence of fire. It'll stop the mouths of lions. It'll stop the darkness that is trying to rage in our world and hell will not win this fight but heaven has already declared who we are, what we have, what we can do in and through him and I believe that God is on the winning side and I'm on his side and we win and we'll go through this storm and we'll get to the other side in every way. It'll happen because God is for us. We don't know if it's a 14-day storm. We don't know if it's a 40-day storm. We don't know all the all the particulars but we do know in whom we have believed and we're going to hold fast to the confession of our faith in God and God is faithful he's not a man that he should lie if he said it he'll also perform it he'll do what he said he would do he'll make his word good to you and he'll make his word good to me and he'll make his word good to Word of Life Christian Center and anybody else that's listening to my voice you can have the same spirit of faith if you have the spirit of faith you believe in your heart but you also say it with your mouth. Say what you believe. Declare it boldly. Take the promises of God serious and get it in your heart and get it in your mouth and say it every day and act like the Bible is true and get the devil under your feet. Fear under your feet. Anxiety under your feet. Cares and worries under your feet. Hallelujah. Hopelessness under your feet. Depression under your feet. Your voice is your address. It's where God shows up and the Holy Spirit lands on you when you have praise in your lips and praise in your mouth and supernaturally the Holy Spirit comes. When you have the word in your mouth, the Holy Spirit lands on faith in God. When you have trust in Him, God will deliver. God will set you free. God will preserve. God will protect. God will heal. God will provide. God will provide all your need. God will do what he said. Every word of God, the word of God, the promises of God, faith in God is not just meant for the good times when everything is going well. Faith in God works when it seems like all of hell has been loose. Thank God. Faith in God works when the enemy sticks his head up. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is a me, saith the Lord. Faith in God works anytime. When you're in the fiery furnace, thank God, faith in God works. And the three Hebrew boys came out because there was a fourth man in the fire with them. 
Hallelujah. When you're in the lion's den, God shuts the mouth of the lion. Whatever's going on, when you're in a famine, God provides for the widow woman and her son. Whatever's happening in our world, I don't know everything that's coming, but I do know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he, God, is able to keep what you've committed unto him. And when your voice of faith is rising up out of your heart, the Spirit of God will land on your life, and the Holy Spirit will bring whatever you need to you and to your house. In other words, if groceries have to show up at your door, they'll show up at your door. In other words, if healing has to happen in your body, it'll happen in your body. If peace has to come on your heart and your mind, it will happen. Praise God. If joy needs to rise up in your heart, you will rejoice again. Hallelujah. And again, I say rejoice. Not just one time, but every time, all the time, continually rejoicing in God, rejoicing in the Word of God, maintaining a spirit of faith, and don't lose hope in a time of test and time of trial, but know God is good to His Word, and He will perform what He has said. He will not forget you, and He will not leave you, and He will always be God to you if you put your faith in Him. Believe in the Lord your God and say what you believe and speak it boldly. Hallelujah. Speak it like you believe it. Speak it like you believe in your heart and act like God's Word is true. That means cheer up. That means get happy. That means praise God when you don't feel like it. Praise God when it doesn't look like you got much reason to praise Him, but you got a promise. Hallelujah. And if you have a promise, you have a reason to praise Him because He's the one who's going to fulfill the promise that He's made. He's going to make it good. So faith in God was made for storms. Faith in God was made for the testing times. Faith in God works when there's a tsunami. Faith in God works when there's a tornado. Faith in God works when there's natural circumstances. Faith in God works when there's a a ship at sea and it looks like all hope is gone. Faith in God works when it looks like you're going to sink, but you're going to survive. Hallelujah. Faith in God works when coronavirus shows up in our world. Faith in God has power over coronavirus or any other hell-coughed-up thing. God has a power that is greater than what the devil has. It's greater than anything that you face. Greater is he that is in you and me than he that is in in this world. You win. We win. God wins. And we're on the winning side. Romans 8 says it this way. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God is for you and he is, he's already decided that. You just have to decide which side you're on. And when you decide which side you're on, then you know you're on God's side. And God is certainly on your side. And if you'll say... Hallelujah. Who shall be against me? What shall be against me? Coronavirus, sickness, disease, poverty, lack, lack of peace. No, no, no. We win over it all. Hallelujah. God is for you, and God is with you, and God is in you, and God is going to get you to the other side of this storm, and we're going all the way through. Hallelujah. You go through the valley of the shadow of death. Hallelujah. When you go through the valley of the shadow of death, he's with us. He's with us. 
I said, he's with us. And we're going all the way through. We're going all the way through. That means we're not going to die in the middle of it. Valley of shadow of death is just a shadow of death. Doesn't mean it is death. Hallelujah. We're going to the other side. We're not going to stay stuck. We're going to the other side. Hallelujah. So it was made. Faith in God was made for times like these. Faith in God was made. Hallelujah. How do you weather the storm? You have an all-weather God. An all-weather faith. Hallelujah. You have an all-weather God. In other words, faith in God works all the time. Anytime. Anywhere. For anyone. It works all the time. Everywhere. Anywhere. For anyone. It works for you. It works for me. It works today. It works tomorrow. It wait, works next week. In this case, it's a 14-day storm. It worked all 14 days <laughs> in the life of Paul. Hallelujah. The others were afraid, all lost. All hope was gone. That it's, it's over. But God. I said, but God. And he has a, he has a time to but in. Hallelujah. And say, I got, another, I got another word to give you some more hope, give you faith. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. So I'm just going to say to the church family, stay tuned because we'll have another word. And we'll have another word throughout this storm. God will give us a word in season and a word of faith, a word of strength, a word of confidence, a word of hope, a word that gives you peace, a word that says we are going to make it and we're going all the way through this. We don't have all the answers, but we have the answer. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know if it's going to last, and it looks like it probably lasts more than 14 days. We're pretty close to that. But I'll tell you, God is for us. It may be like Jesus had a 40-day test. But we're going to rest all 40 days. We're going to believe. If that happens, we're going to believe through the whole time frame. Whatever's going on around us, we're going to believe God. We're going to maintain a spirit of faith because we know that God is faithful. He never has. He never has forsaken us. If you continue to read the story, they made it. They made it to shore. Some of them tried to get off the ship. They tried to jump ship. Not a good time to jump ship. Don't, don't disconnect from the local church. Not a, not a good time because the church ain't going down. The church is not going down. They, they requested that we not have all the people in the room. We get that. But we also get this. God is still on the throne. Jesus is still Lord. And we will overcome. Praise God. And so... They tried to jump ship. Paul said, don't get off the ship. They'd already let the, sh uh, let the boat down. <laughs> he said, don't get off the ship if you want to live. So they cut the ropes. So they stayed with the ship. Then they run aground. In other words, they hit the rocks. And they got stuck. And then it broke the ship apart. The waves broke the ship apart. But they all got to shore. The people that could swim and others who couldn't swim got, got them aboard and floated to the shore. Not one life was lost. When they got to the shore, they're cold, they're wet. They're building a fire. Paul put some stick, gathers some, a bundle of sticks, is going to throw it on the fire. When he did, a serpent, a viper, 
bit him. Man, I thought I was having a bad day. Try to build a fire and warm myself. The serpent, a viper bites him. Well, when the viper bites him, all the people now think he's a murderer. And so they are expecting him because they know what kind of snake just bit him. They're thinking he's going to swell up and die and fall dead. But he didn't. Hallelujah. The scripture says he shook it off. So I'm just going to encourage you to shake it off when you feel negative thoughts coming to you. You have a negative thought about coronavirus is going to uh, take you out. No. Shake it off. Shake it off and make the devil take it back. Praise God. He can have his serpent. He can have it. We're not going to die. We're going to live and not die. We're going to declare the works of the Lord. God's word is powerful in your mouth. And dare to believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth and speak the word only. So rather than let those negative thoughts invade your mind and come out of your mouth, say what God says about you. Say the promises of God. He shook it off. When you feel emotionally down, I I understand. I've had tears over this situation because I care about people. I love people. And and tears come up in my eyes because, you know, we can't have the same relationship with you in the sense of we can't be in church together. I mean, that's sad. But you can't stay there long. You got to cheer up. You can't sink into depression or negativity. Yes, you feel things, and that's good. It's healthy that you're, you have some moments of, yes, this is sad. You can't reach out in the same way to people that you do. But God, hallelujah, maintain your joy in the middle of the storm. Well, what you do, you shake it off. You speak the word only. Speak what God said. Speak the promises of God. When fear comes, speak faith. When fear comes, speak the love of God. Amen. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the savior. Jesus is the provider. He's everything to you. You got to shake it off. And don't let the bite of the serpent take you out. No, no, no. In the scriptures, in Numbers 21, when the people had sinned and the vipers bit the people and people were dying everywhere. Moses prayed for the people. The people cried out. Moses prayed for the people. And when he did, God said, make a brass serpent. Put it on a pole. And everyone that looks at it, when he looks, he'll live and he'll be healed. Everyone that looked, when they looked on it with a steady and absorbing gaze, when they looked, they were all healed. In other words, one look at Jesus. It was a type of Jesus Christ, a brass serpent on the pole. John chapter 3, verse 14 says, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. So Jesus was lifted up on a cross. The type was the brass serpent on a pole, but the real thing was Jesus Christ. When he was lifted up on the cross, and he became our sin, and he was made sick with our sicknesses. Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. He took our sicknesses upon himself. And when you look at Jesus, there's salvation. When you look at Jesus, 
there's healing. When you look at Jesus, there's hope. When you look at Jesus, there's peace. When you look at Jesus, there's protection. There's preservation. When you look at Jesus, you'll find everything you need is in Him and in redemption and in the cross of Christ and in His death, His burial, and in His resurrection. There's hope for our world. There's hope for you, your family. There's hope for the church. There's hope for the kingdom of God. And right in the middle of the storm, there's hope for you. So shake it off. And then there were some sick people. Publius' father was sick of a bloody flux and a fever. Paul came in, laid his hands on him. He was healed. And others came, and they were healed of all kinds of diseases. And he was there for three months. So no no doubt, Paul had a healing revival, a salvation meeting. And I believe in the middle of the storm and after the storm, we will have healing revival. We'll have salvations in it, in the middle of the storm and after the storm. People will believe on Jesus because God will show himself strong in the middle of the storm. And God will show himself strong at the end of the storm. When the storm has ceased, the power of God is released for this generation And in the middle of this situation, there's a Holy Ghost revival in this earth. And we believe God. So don't just look to the natural, but look to the supernatural. Don't just look to natural resources, but look to supernatural resources. Don't just look for natural hope, but look for supernatural hope. There's something from heaven that can reign on this generation. And God wants you be right in the middle of the greatest revival that you have ever seen. God wants you to be in the middle of what He's doing.